Great. Okay. <clears throat> Thanks for that, Chris. Um, so, yeah, my name is Tanvir. Uh, I'm a sales engineer at PTC um, based in West London, uh, and I cover uh, essentially all of the ThingWorks platform. So that's the IoT uh, platform. But, uh, you know, of course, we have a lot of other capabilities, including CAD, uh, PLM, uh, so product lifecycle management, and ALM, application lifecycle management, and other areas. Okay. Um, and so you, you list your platform as uh, a development for industrial IoT applications and AR experiences yeah. and more. I mean, that's quite a broad <laughs> <laughs> yeah. range. So, so maybe give me some p t typical use cases that uh, clients and customers might be um, making? Yeah, so I think, first of all, you're right in your point that it is quite a broad range. So it's a platform, essentially, um, and, uh, you know, so it, it, it's a wide range of technology capabilities around industrial innovation, IoT, uh, talking specifically about ThingWorks now, um, and, <clears throat> um, you know, that covers... Uh, connectivity um, uh, of IoT assets, uh, industrial assets, um, uh, building applications, um, you know, uh, creating uh, AR and VR experiences, uh, using analytics to derive insights uh, into your data. So it, it covers um, uh, quite a broad area um, and, uh, you know, use cases um range a lot so from um uh you know simple connectivity use cases so getting visibility into your assets um uh essentially you know being able to um see an overview of of what is the status of your asset what is the uh data coming off of those uh devices um uh, aggregating data into those views uh, allowing users to interact with the uh, with the equipment. Um, then you have use cases around um, analytics, so gaining some insight um, into that equipment. Um, you know, might be things like uh, predictive maintenance or or um, uh, condition based monitoring. Um, uh, it might be other things. Um, uh, you, you know, around um, gaining an insight into the behavior of your equipment um, and then, you know, predicting quality outcomes, for example. Uh, and then you have uh, also AR use cases. So, um, you know, allowing people to interact directly uh, with the um, device in 3D. So seeing those results, that data um, transposed directly onto your equipment. So it might be um, uh, results from your uh, analytics. Um, you'd be able to see them straight on your devices. And, um, you know, that opens up a lot of uh, other use cases. So things like um, um, uh, you know, a classic example is in, in servicing uh, some equipment, you're able to actually see um, data from um, uh, those assets directly um, projected onto the assets. You're able to see repair procedures um, uh, an animated directly onto the asset, um, but also things like training. So um, you might, you know, if you're learning how to use some uh, uh, industrial uh, equipment, it, you might find it safer and cheaper just to learn on a virtual um, representation first or things like sales and marketing 
marketing. Um, so uh, being able to show um, your product to a customer without need, you know, if it's a, a bulky item or difficult to transport or difficult to show in all the different variations, um, that's another potential use case. So, yeah, it is a broad range, really. So what what might this look like, especially in kind of the, I guess, uh, the area that interested me the most to begin with was the AR capacity. So um, an engineer in a in a factory or a plant might have an iPad and they can see the the current state of a machine in a in a workflow. Uh, if if particular parts are starting to near end of life. Uh, and maybe sort of production information about that as well, like how many units of widgets it's created in the past few hours, um, that kind of information or more? Yeah, yeah. I mean, anything that makes sense, um, you know, in 3D. So um, I think maybe you're you're familiar with the um, Harvard Business Review article. Um, So that has a lot of useful content. Um, I think it was published a few days ago, uh, and uh, it explains a lot of different use cases for AR. It focuses specifically on AR, um, and it was written uh, by um, um, our CEO, Jim Heppelman, together with Michael Porter, um, um, uh, a professor, uh, um, I've forgotten at which university, um, uh, and they've written this uh, article for, um, yeah, for, for HBR. Um and that explains a lot of use cases. But, yeah, things like, um, you know, you're, uh, you're going around a factory setting, um, you know, you might need to know uh, if faults have occurred on some equipment. You're able to see that directly on the equipment. You mentioned an iPad. That's certainly possible. But also eyewear uh, might work well in that kind of setting. So, um, you know, they're, they're different um, hardware providers and their um, prod, you know, the hardware is also accelerating very fast in terms of capability. So if you think, um, you know, to me personally, um, uh, you know, there's been a big um, shift in terms of what HoloLens is now able to do. Um, if, if you think of previous versions of um, of eyewear, um, but also I think um, uh, uh, if I get the names correctly, I think Realware and I think it's uh, something like RDG eight and nine are coming out. Um, so there's some pretty good eyewear, uh, which allows, you know, a, a technician to operate hands-free. Um, you could see status of the equipment. You could see predictions uh, that we've made. So, uh, you know, there may be some fault uh, that we're predicting. Uh, therefore, a particular repair sequence is required. Therefore, we also a- animate that repair sequence onto the equipment. So you can see, you know, instead of um, the kind of cognitive distance of looking at the machine, looking at a list of instructions that are written down saying, you know, turn this widget, you know, open that cover, do this, do that, instead of, you know, kind of trying to transpose those things and the the language can often be quite uh, technical and complicated, it's a lot easier to see it directly on the device. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, mean, that's an interesting point. It's something that we've uh, sort of covered and a couple of colleagues of mine have covered numerous times in when consumers think of smart eyewear we think of a particular handful of fairly failed use cases but actually in the industrial context these have been 
progressing amazingly well and have far more sensible and sensical use cases than for consumers. Um, and you're right, at a lot of conferences we've seen many devices from companies you have heard of and companies you probably haven't heard of. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think it makes a, a perfect use case for those sorts of devices and it's almost feeding back to the consumer world again. Um, yeah, something like HoloLens especially. A lot of consumers sort of complain, oh, we haven't really seen it. It's like, was because it wasn't necessarily designed. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, um, uh, certainly we are focused a bit more on, um, uh, you know, industrial manufacturing, but also things like smart cities, healthcare, mm. um, those kind of use cases. Probably there are, um, mm. you know, in terms of end consumer use cases. So if you think about um, the, you know, if you look at your washing machine and all the sort of unfriendly buttons and dials and, and one button, you know, do performing three different functions and all that kind of thing could be made a lot more efficient through, um, uh, uh, you know, AR yeah, interfaces that, yeah, yeah. you know, can be updated yeah. easily as well to give more, uh, more capabilities, that mm. kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, you know, I suppose we are uh, more focused in the other space. So now you also bring up some other interesting points there. So you've mentioned already that there's a, a lot of, companies uh, building products in this space some yeah from bigger consumer companies like Microsoft and Apple um, and sort of Android based devices that are more familiar to people and to developers especially but when it comes to the the more niche products um, how how is the sort of development process for creating guides with your platform do you interface between all those you support like a, a certain variety of hardware and then a developer or a content creator just has to create for your platform or is there a different level of abstraction? Um, uh, so the way it works um, uh, is that first of all, we have what's called a thing model, um, which is the kind of core mm. of all um, ThingWorks applications. So it's a, um, it's essentially an abstraction, a, a model of your devices, of their capabilities. Um, and that model will actually, um, uh, you know, also contain, um, uh, once it's operationalized, the data of, of those devices, the statuses mm -hmm. and so forth. Um, that thing model we take um, and then we're able to, um, in ThingWorks Studio, uh, import, for example, uh, um, a CAD, so computer-aided design file of the equipment. Um, so then you're now able to see the equipment in 3D and you're able to um, overlay that model. So data coming from the device can then be overlaid onto the 3D um, model of the device. Um, and then we can add, you know, CAD animations and things like that. Um, uh, so, yeah, roughly speaking, that's the process uh, that you'd go through. Okay. So it's 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 all entirely a, um, a visual application creator because I can also see uh, in your developer portal SDKs, APIs as well. Um, when would you use uh, sort of the visual side of the application and then the SDKs and APIs? Um, doo -doo -doo. so, 
The SDKs and APIs um, typically get used for things like connectivity. So it might be connectivity to um, devices. Um, uh, you know, so basically you, you've got that per piece of equipment, that machine, whatever it is, you want to get it connected. You might use it for those purposes. Um, you might do it for things like connecting to other systems. So maybe um, what you can do is um, if you're managing products, you know, for an equipment manufacturer, um, you're, you're manufacturing products, if you're able to link to data from uh, a customer relationship management system, you're mm -hmm. able to actually enrich your knowledge about, um, you know, looking at the um, the product, but also the customer data together. So that might be another reason for using APIs. Um, maybe extending functionality in some way. So you might have, um, you know, we have a very powerful analytics engine, but you may uh, want to also use um, other algorithms you've built in, in other places, you know, reuse those kind of things. So, um, yeah, so a lot of different areas, but connectivity, um, um, you know, to devices and platforms and also extension of functionality might be the broad areas. Okay. Yeah, but you would always start with the. I'm guessing this is a ThingWorks Studio. You'd always start with that first. Um. Uh, so yeah, to, to build the AR VR experience, yeah, you would build that in okay. in ThingWorks Studio. Um. But normally, um, you know, there are some prerequisites to that. So. Mm -hmm. uh, one, um, it's not strictly necessary, but to get that kind of richer experience, you would need a thing model. Um, mm. So, you know, connectivity to your devices um, and, um, uh, you know, that functionality of, of uh, those devices, equipment uh, modeled in the uh, IoT platform. So that's one prerequisite. And the other one um, usually is uh, CAD models, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, so ah, okay. 3D models. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, and these could be from any kind of 3D model um, application, Blender and things like that as well, or... Um, so we do um, allow import from a, a, a variety of different CAD file formats. I think over 12 file formats are supported, mm -hmm. um, and I think it, it's documented um, mm -hmm. uh, on our, uh, uh, you know, product documentation, which formats are available. And the other thing is that not only CAD um, file formats, so, uh, you know, 3D models and their component assemblies can be imported, but also animations um, Mm -hmm. built in a in a CAD um, uh, um, uh, modeling tool can also be be uh, imported. Okay, and can anyone experiment with uh, things works, or does it? Do you have to have a, a paid account, or is there no, a uh, division between like when you actually like deliver something, then you you have to convert to a paid account? Uh, yeah, exactly. So there's a kind of freemium um, mm -hmm. uh, model, uh, which means that, you know, uh, anybody is, uh, we, you just need an email address, basically, um, uh, to register. So anybody can um, register um, for a, a developer account um, uh, at thingworks.com. Um, mm -hmm. And then you can, uh, you know, use trial versions of the software. Um, uh, 
you know, get started um, connecting devices, building um, augmented reality experiences. I think um, you can also use the analytics engine um, and these are time limited um, uh, accesses uh, that you get. Um, And there's a lot of materials, so tutorials, um, uh, video guides, things like that um, or in the developer portal. It's, and is it cross-platform? Because I'm I'm seeing there's iOS support. So, and is it cross-platform? Or I seem to remember from previous screenshots it was mostly Windows only. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, no, actually, it is it is cross-platform. So okay. um, I suppose there are two aspects. So one is. Um, um, well, or even three. So um, if we take a look at, okay, the server uh, okay, and then maybe yeah. user access and then um, thirdly, um, device, you know, what's running on the devices. So mm-hmm. um, from the server point of view, uh, you know, Unix or, or Windows uh, is fine. Um, uh, you know, Linux, Unix, Windows. Uh, from the user point of view, um uh, typically, it would be, uh, you know, just a, a web browser to, to view yeah. mashups, to, you know, see dashboards, yeah, see statuses, yeah, yeah. maps yeah. With, with devices, things like that, or a um, uh, augmented reality app, uh, mm-hmm. you know, which can be deployed onto Android, uh, iOS or, or HoloLens, uh, for example. Um, uh, and then, in uh, yeah, in terms of the devices, um they can uh, we can connect to um, devices in a, a number of uh, different methods. So um, we have SDKs or pre-built agent for Java, um, and then also SDKs for um, iOS, Android, um, .NET, and C. Um, uh, and then we also have uh, industrial connectivity, which will uh, you know connect using industrial protocols, so proprietary protocols, and also things like uh, Modbus, um, OPC, uh, and BACnet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one sort of last question before we kind of enter wrap up questions: Who? I mean, if you know, and I get the impression it's going to be both, <laughs> but who tends to be? the main creators using uh, ThingWorks products? Is it uh, developers for the hardware companies or developers for the kind of the industrial companies or agents, agencies that sit between them or a little bit of all of those? Um, yeah, a bit of all of those. Um, so, um, you know, we have different use cases, but um, broadly speaking, um, you know, you have things like smart connected products where um, intelligence and capabilities is being added to the actual products themselves. So um, that's the, the viewpoint from the um, equipment manufacturer. And then the other side is um uh, you know, um, uh, smart operations. So people who are using equipment, who may be running a, a factory or uh, some environment, a work site, uh, whatever it is, um, and mm. they're wanting to put intelligence into their operations. Uh, so those are two kind of broadly um, uh, different areas. And then uh, within those areas, in terms of who actually um, uh, builds content, you know, that that's quite open. So we have uh, end customers doing it we have partners and also ptc can do it okay and and just sort of to wrap up then it 
looks like you're quite busy over the next month. You actually have uh, your European Forum on uh, Monday or Tuesday. Um, may or may not. Yeah, on Tuesday, I think. Yeah. May or may not be out before that happens, but you never know. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. um, in Stuttgart. And also uh, Smart City Expo World Congress on the same day. Uh, not 100% sure where that is. Um, and then also AWS reInvent later in the month. So there's quite a lot going on for you and in this space as well, actually. Um, and there's a, we know from our experience attending events, this is a very busy space right now. So I guess apart from those couple of events, what would be um, any particular announcements from the past, uh, the recent past that you want to make sure people know about or are coming up soon? New, new, new features, new functionality, new new news that you want to make sure people know? Um, so um, possibly Jackie might want to add something here, but um, from my point of view, I think one very interesting thing is is definitely to take a look at the HBR, so Harvard Business Review mm-hmm. um, article mm-hmm. um, uh, about augmented reality um, and even, you know, um, the previous article. So there were... Um, uh, uh, two previous articles um, uh, about, uh, I think, how um, this technology is transforming companies and competition. Um, so, yeah, I think that is definitely worth uh, taking a look at. Um, I'm not sure, Jackie, if you'd like to add anything there. Um, I mean, the latest thing that we have is obviously the HBR article that went out last Thursday. I've just resent it to you, Chris, so you can you you register and then you can actually get into the article and have a read through. Um, there's that. Then there's also... Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, Jackie, and just on that point, um, the mm-hmm. HBR article has, uh, it comes with a companion app, so you can see built on ah, okay. um, PTC technology, you can see uh, augmented reality uh, in action as well. Um, cool, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. One of the other, in, one of the interesting aspects, especially in the technical writers community, was there's a lot of people working in software um, um, but one of the more interesting talks I ever saw at one of our events was from someone who documented Google data centers. Uh, <laughs> and it's actually, you know, if you get something slightly wrong with software, it's usually reasonably easy to 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 undo and, and change things. But you plug the wrong cables into the wrong places. It's actually something that's incredibly important to make sure that the documentation is very, very accurate. Um, and I think... Platforms like Thingwork, Thingworks uh, give a real potential to reduce those mistakes because people can very directly and clearly see where things should be, as opposed to having to abstract reading something to then the real world. You know. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think um, uh, I think that's exactly the um, uh, idea that they're developing mm. in the HBR article. So as you're saying, abstracting, they talk about kind of cognitive distance because it's that effort of, you know, so yeah, if if you're connecting up wires uh, in a data center, you know, you may have some complicated list of all the different wiring requirements, uh, you know, very similar for electricians, um, you know, you've got these complicated instructions and then you're trying to map that onto the real world. Uh, whereas if the software can do that for you, you know, it can make um, the operators a lot more efficient. Yeah, yeah. 
It, actually, I'd like to. I have I have tried a couple of demos of these at various conferences, but it would be something I'm very interested in trying in in reality. But I guess the the problem you have is so many of your customers are probably um, fairly secretive about <laughs> what they do with things that actually getting your hands on real demos is probably fairly difficult. Um, but maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we have a lot of demos um, that we can show you, and uh, yeah, the um, definitely take a look at that um, HBR app. Um, yeah, no, so, that sounds like a, a real, a really um, interesting kind of yeah, way yeah. of and, demonstrating what you do as well. Yeah, yeah, and and the app is basically in two sections, and one of those sections is actually showing a real. Um, uh, customer product that was actually, you know, designed using PTC um, mm-hmm. software and, um, you know, has um, uh, a smart connectivity and so forth. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. Uh, it's an interesting, an interesting space right now. And uh, it's uh, good to actually hear from some of the people creating or, or enabling others to create these applications as well. Um, it's a topic I actually have been writing quite a lot about in the sort of more developer-focused press, this sort of industrial internet of things, and actually that's where the really interesting stuff is happening. So, so, so it's interesting to speak to people actually creating tools to enable developers and sort of content creators to work in those spaces. So yeah, thanks very much for your time.